Enterprise is hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Revenue Officer, and Meher Govadia, Lead QA Analyst at OneScreen AI. Backed with 30 plus years of experience in marketing technology and data, Gene builds sustainable customer and team relationships while bridging the gap between marketing and sales organizations. Meher is bringing the stories of their team members in India, front and center, always looking for the unique skills and experiences they each bring to OneScreen AI. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Table Fries today. With me is Jacqueline Giordano, not Giordana, um, which I was spelling it incorrectly for at least the first couple of weeks since she joined uh, OneScreen. She is responsible for customer success on the demand side of our business, making sure that all the marketers that come to OneScreen are happy, fulfilled, get all their measurement and done. So she is in charge of that. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes. And how's your dog Vito today? Don Vito is currently uh, doing great. He's sleeping. He had a nice long walk and he had his uh, morning food crack that he loves. So he's in a really good place right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because I know every time I talk to you, he starts barking. So uh, it's his way of saying hello. That's pretty funny. So thank you for joining us today. We have a few questions that we'd like to kind of go over. You've spent a lot of time in marketing and advertising. You did radio sales. You've done a lot of things in your career. And now you're in out-of-home advertising or real-world marketing. What do you think some of the biggest challenges are? I think some of the biggest challenges for, for real-world marketing for the out-of-home industry is being able to transform the, the belief system that out-of-home isn't measurable. I think we're moving in a really strong direction. We have a lot of directional data that we can utilize. There's a lot of new ways to capture real world moments and what the people are doing post-seeing your, your campaign and your ads. I think that's the biggest challenge for the industry right now. Right. And so it's highly fragmented. And what mm -hmm. we're trying to do at uh, OneScreen right now is to figure out a cooperative ecosystem to bring this uh, fragmented industry together. Not necessarily competitive, but there's so many different point solutions. I, I think you told me once there's over 75 different point solutions when you take a look at digital billboards, bus shelters, wrapped trucks, wrapped trains, wrapped buses, all those different ways yeah. that you can go about making your brand visible in, in the real world. And when you take 75 types and multiply it by the number of DMAs, and I think there's 320 DMAs in the United States alone, just trying to figure out how to market to them. H how does your team figure out a strategy when they're talking to marketers that come to you to be able to say, help me? Well, you know, what we first start is by understanding, you know, what their goals are, what they're trying uh -huh. to accomplish as, as that's, that's all we do as marketers. <laughs> um, so from there, based on that, it typically falls into kind of three categories, right? Are, uh -huh. are we looking to promote an event? Are we looking to, you know, just make a big splash in the market and, and get that awareness and maybe some little bit of a vanity play going on? Or are we, <laughs> are we really looking to drive a specific growth tactic? Right, um, right. Is it store traffic? Is it web lift? Is it a specific conversion? And so from there, we'll go out and we'll examine the market based on a bunch of real cool, real world place-based data. And we will come up with the best solutions and out of home to help you reach those goals. 
Okay. I love that. You have a team that consists of account management people, operations, media operations folks, media planners, and you also have a data analyst, somebody that's helping you out to be able to make sure that you're able to prove the results. What's the number one tool that you use in terms of helping a marketer, especially a performance marketer? How, how do you help them to realize if their goal is, I want more sales, I want more leads, I want more this. How, how do you go about doing that? So on the back end with reporting, well, let, let me start with this. Up front, if those are your goals, <laughs> you need to make sure that the creative and the messaging, right, coincides uh-huh. to drive that action. And so then from there, we go into we use Google Analytics and a number of other you know data points to then see, okay, you know, what's the holistic view of what was happening, you know, within the campaign period, within the geography, the DMA that we were trying to reach, what happened period over period, year over year, what what did the behavior look like? How are they getting to the website? What were they doing? Um, and how uh-huh. is it affecting your other digital channels? Right. Because that's also something to really think about, you know, the addition of out of home and how it can drive even a, a better return on investment on some of the, right. some of the other channels. Yeah. And that's something that we found. I I know recently you had to tell one of our clients that they, it wasn't a good idea to put a QR code on a billboard, a static billboard or a digital billboard. They wanted this big honking QR code a la Mm -hmm. Bitcoin during the Super Bowl. And we're saying nobody's going to be able to whip their phone out. fast enough to do the QR code and be able to have it have any kind of results. But that was feedback that your creative team was able to provide to the client. What did they do instead if they didn't use the QR code because that's what they wanted to do? What did they do? Well, we actually, they created some really cool extensions. So extensions are this uh, creative, in-your-face, larger-than-life way to really make your billboard stand out. And it's by utilizing certain pieces and builds that really extend out of just the, let's say, rectangular space of a board. Um, right. So they use that. And we really just wanted to drive home the brand name. So we made that right. much bigger. Um, <laughs> and when we looked at the, all the components of the media mix, mm-hmm. we were able to still use the QR code, but we have to think about QR codes on like how people are going to utilize it. So right. it's more of a street level. Um, it's right. more of a like, where can I capture that without also driving 80 miles per hour? Right. So like a bus shelter or something that you're walking by while posting something that is actually static or it could be digital, but you also have to be at street level to a certain degree. Yeah, for sure. So you were able to take what they wanted to do and their creative ideas and be able to help incorporate it. Okay. So you've been with the company for a while. You've been affiliated with the company for quite some time. You joined back in November. As your manager, I've bumped you around to, hey, go do this. Hey, go do this. Hey, go do this. And you've always been very flexible and willing to do it. And But it's more important for me to kind of have an understanding of how do you determine the priorities for your day? What, what does a day look like? Uh, Jenna was talking about she sits down all day Sunday and she plans out her week. So she plans out her personal, she plans out her professional week. She has her family time. She has her meals. She has everything in there. How do you determine your priorities for the day or the week? Yeah, definitely. I can totally relate to that. I'm very much a list maker. So I I always have an ongoing list and things that I didn't get to cross off yesterday. I know I need to uh, work on crossing off today. 
And I also really try to make a priority to block out some time. I think that that's one thing I've really learned over the last night. Pers- personal time, personal time. Cause you do yeah. like yoga. You're, you're yep. a big believer in yoga. So you always make sure that you schedule your time for that. So you don't miss it. Right. Yes. Yes. Yoga. Last night, I actually finally got to uh, treat myself to a little spa massage. and uh, Oh, my and goodness. It's amazing. You feel like a new human being after that. So, <laughs> um, those are all, you know, things to remember is to that self-care part of what we do. And then uh-huh. also, you know, blocking out some time to really look back and be strategic and be able to think about everything that you're doing outside of, outside of those client meetings, right? So you can be in a better mindset when you connect, right? Yes, absolutely. For the relationship. Earlier, we were talking about this. We were saying when your team, you know, how do you make sure you've got a lot of ambitious goals and how are you making that work? How are you making it work with the team? You you had something really astounding to say earlier, and I hope that you can repeat it. (laughs) Talking about your wonderful team and the personalities and how they show up every day. Yes, for sure. I am always in amazement and awe of you know, the passion that we have for the industry, the passion that we have for what one screen is doing, the passion that we have to help educate and, and deliver amazing results to our clients and mm-hmm. to everybody out there. Yeah, you know, we're, we're running lean and we get up every day and we show up with smiling faces and that passion <laughs> and, you know, respect for each other and, and for what we're trying to accomplish and really grateful to be with this amazing group of people. Is that the one thing that you're most proud of that your team has accomplished? I would look at it and I say that you guys, given the fact that you were all so new in December and early January, and after three months, it, the synergy is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I, you don't have to agree with that, but I, yeah. what's the one thing you're most proud of? Yeah, sometimes it's hard, right? We're over in the day-to-day all the time, so it's hard to right. step back and look at where we started, how it's going sort of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, for such a short period of time, we have been able to create a pretty strong machine here. So, Especially yeah, given yeah. we're 100% remote, right? Yes, it's, uh, yes. You know, that that is always the challenge right now, that the entire company is 100% remote. So to what do you credit the success of the organization to be able to hit the ground running? I, I look at it and I think that we did a good job of hiring experienced people. Mm-hmm. I think we also hired a number of people that had PTSD from previous employers that they'd been at and they are really loving the startup life and the flexibility that this role has been able to give them or their roles have been able to give them. What do you think you'd attribute the success to? I mean, again, I think it a little bit goes back to, you know, our, our just our drive and our passion to, to win, right? Yeah. And so in that we have experienced people who have a lot of great ideas. And I think those great ideas aren't stifled. I think people feel like they can express them. Um, right. I think people, right. you know, and, and everybody's open to listening. So, you know, having that ability to have those team discussions on what's best for the team and how everybody's yep. feeling, and then to be yep. able to pivot and make changes based on that. I think that's that's really helpful. Oh, that's great. So here we are at the one up, one down segment. And what's the one decision that's had the biggest impact on your growth, personal or professional, over the past year? 
So yes, on a professional level, I think making the decision to join a team, you know, versus running my own business and being in the driver's seat all of the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and being able to be surrounded by so many amazing people to take the talents that, you know, I have and and the experience that I have from doing that on my own and bring it here. That's been a huge decision because now I get to help people learn and I'm, and I'm also learning some new things here too. So it's awesome. Yeah. And I think that was something, you know, you wanted to learn, you wanted to be able to grow. You were successful with your own business, but joining a startup and doing things a little bit differently and the size of your team continues to grow as well. I mean, you're responsible for the business of customer success for the demand side. And by that, you're responsible for account management, renewals, you're responsible for media planning, strategy, as well as the analytics. That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot for you to be as head of, you know, customer success for, for, for that side of the business, because you do have a number. You do have a number that you're constantly striving for. and we're, we're constantly striving for. But you seem to like that. You seem to like that goal. And uh, whether it's bringing on new people or renewing existing clients, it's, it seems something that you're comfortable with. Yeah, I love it. I love all parts of it, you know, um, from being able, a client has a problem, right? Whatever that problem is, they're looking just, it's really all about problem solving. I think that's probably my favorite thing to do. And, you know, the, <laughs> the results and, and that, you know, that you get on the back end, right? And you're, when you're able to provide that value to that client and they're winning, you know, we all win when, when all of those pieces come together. Oh, that's great. Knowing what you know now, this is the, we did the one up, this is the one down and you have to tell the story. What is the one decision or project from the last 12 months that you might do differently? <laughs> hmm, let me think. I can't seem to think of anything, Jean. Well, let's just say on a personal level, uh, the one thing I would have done differently would be to a, get an air quality test before I moved into a mold house. <laughs> So all you people out there thinking about renting a new spot, make sure you get that air quality test. Especially um, in Florida or any place that's moist. Yes. In Florida, yeah. right. Yeah. Because that, you know, you hear about mold, you hear about the issues, you don't really you think that's, oh, that's something that happens, but it's not that bad. But it is pretty bad. It's definitely something to be taken seriously. Well, you got so. really sick. I yeah. mean, you ended up with skin rashes. You ended up with a sinus infection. And at first you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And then when you found out, you learned the landlord had never mitigated any of the mold in your particular facility. And you literally had to move out. You had to take all of your belongings and put them into storage. And mm -hmm. it's just been very tough for you as you were trying to heal, <laughs> you know, yeah. because you were so sick and just trying to work. I mean, you're trying to make it look like, don't look behind that curtain, you know, yeah. I'm still here, I'm still working. And it was really tough on you. I think it was tough because you were trying so hard to deliver and mm -hmm. you didn't really have a place to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like food, shelter. What, what are our things? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really. was definitely missing one of those. <laughs> oh, geez. That, that was not fun. But the mold mitigation or air yeah. quality test is something that you'd recommend for anybody uh, checking out an apartment. Yes. Or absolutely. house or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you give a wicked loving shout out to a team member? 
Yes, I'm going to give a wicked loving shout out to Allie Rupi. She yeah. is uh, an amazing lady and she works her booty off every day. We in Q1 doubled the amount of clients that came through and she is handling it. From Q4. It. From, it was a yes. double, right? Yeah, so. yeah, doubled it up, and and she's handling it with. And ease. we didn't have double yeah. the team either, so that's right. that's something. Double it up. We didn't have double the team. Yeah. Yes, and really, it's across the board, right? I want to give like a wicked yeah. shout out to the whole team because the whole team yeah. doubled that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you guys rock. <laughs> <laughs> what is the one piece of advice that someone gave you at whatever point in your life that stood the test of time for you? The one thing that I always remember is from a dear colleague back in my radio days. And she once told me, don't step on the roses while you're looking at the weeds. And that always really stuck with me because it really is about perspective. If we're always just looking at the negative and falling into that black hole of problems and frustrations, you know, we're unable to see the roses and the beauty around us. So that's fantastic. I I really like that quote. So final question, what's your ringtone? Oh my gosh. Everybody has their own ringtone. So oh, oh I, for when so you have different ringtones. That's what Susan had told me that she has I different do. ringtones for different people. So you do. How many different ringtones do you have? Probably four or five. And it helps like if you're across the room, like is that is that ringtone? Do you need to run to get the phone? Right. Is it yep. your mom? Is it yeah. your mom or <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but I tend to have uh, some reggae tones, lots of Bob Marley. So I'm like nice and relaxed <laughs> and chill when the when the phone rings. <laughs> What's your mom's ringtone when she calls? It's uh, not. I think it's I want to I want to love you. You know the Bob Marley and okay, and all right. Um, so I'm like, oh yeah, she does want to love me. Yes, even if we do get it, even if we do have a mom moment right now. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Jacqueline, is there anything you'd like to add to this podcast? Is there anything that uh, you you would think about? Yeah, no, I mean, this is awesome. This is, you know, one of my first podcast experiences. I'm happy to be doing this with you. And thank you for for inviting me. I think it's awesome. It's really cool to lift other women up and, and to have this moment to to just chat, catch up and talk about what's going on out there in the world. Sharing. Sharing is caring. (laughs) Thanks, Jacqueline. We really appreciate your joining us today and I look forward to publishing this episode. Thanks. And that's everything from Table Fries today. Thank you. You've been listening to Table Fries with hosts Gene Hopkins and Mayher Govadia from One Screen AI. Gene and Mayher set out to interview every woman working at One Screen AI. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. Check out your favorite podcast apps or visit us at tablefries.com where the most current episodes will always be waiting for you. Table Fries, where sharing is caring.